Welcome back to Carpooling with Adam. It's been a long, long time. Uh, yeah, because when uh, things went crazy, I stopped driving to work. <laughs> so I didn't have my re mobile recording studio anymore. Um, but the reason I'm starting back up is, first of all, because I liked doing this. And uh, it helped me think through and clarify a lot of things in my mind um, about working in the technology world and space. Um, and I saw an interesting thing that I think is worthy of several episodes, actually. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, you might think because I'm sitting here at a home office, in air quotes, that maybe I've got a better setup and, and whatnot. No, I'm still running things pretty ghetto. In fact, you probably might hear my little space heater underneath the desk uh, kind of humming in the background. But um, sorry, I'm, if, for anyone who's hoping I up my production quality and, and budget and staff, that, that's not going to happen. But here's, here's what I wanted to talk about. Um, it's been a while since I held the scrum master position and I noticed a weird thing. I started to realize that um, this agile as a career path was only going in certain directions. Um, I noticed the people who were heavy into agile and still doing agile all the time as their full-time job most of them ended up being consultants, right? And going out on their own and <clears throat> consulting with different companies who may be going through their own agile transformation or whatever. Um, and then what happened to other people or, so that was one thing I noticed. The other option was people once, you know, the wave of agile transformation and organization had kind of passed, um, they moved on to another organization where they were just beginning theirs or were still heavily practicing agile methodologies and, and approaches. Um, and so they would move around a bit, you know, every couple of years or so as, as the way would come and go at different organizations. Um, and that started to concern me. You know, I started thinking, you know, this seems to be limiting my options career-wise. And then there was another option that I noticed where, which kind of happened at the place I work, where all of those of us who were scrum masters or, you know, supposedly responsible for being the keepers of Agile, as the organization, uh, I don't want to say lost interest, because the people who lost interest didn't have interest to begin with, right? Or, or whatever, for whatever reason, the enthusiasm was dying out. We all just kind of got absorbed into different roles. Now, a role that may still have an Agilist, Agilistic, making up words, title, but going back to traditional business practices or project management practices. Um, and then there were some people who, which was fine because then it often led to, I saw some of my fellow Agile practitioners um, get absorbed into different roles 
but that were more traditional business roles. Does that make sense? So they weren't so agile specific. And I saw that as a win for them. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, there's kind of a short-lived thing, um, potentially, depending on the organization and, and whatnot, uh, with, with agile being a career path or a career ecosystem, if you will. Um, but then I saw some weird things. Um, in one of the one case, someone got into a role, greater responsibility, and sort of set themselves up for um, more of a long-term career path, either at this organization or at other organizations. Um, but eventually left that role for one that was more back to more uh, agilistic, which was I thought was interesting. And then I was talking to someone else who was really all in on the Agile stuff. Things kind of started dying out where this person was working at. So they took a job at another company that seemed to be a better opportunity, but less Agile focused. And I thought, oh, good for you. And then he, the next part of the story is... Yeah, but then I decided I wanted to get back into Agile, so I went back to the company I had left. And I was uh, mentally scratching my head on that one, because the other one seemed like a good opportunity for him and a good career move forward to go back to uh, a, a troubled company just because they were still uh, more heavily invested in, in Agile stuff. Seemed, seemed a little weird. But then, kind of marrying that with my own experience, it, it kind of dawned on me. And I would consider myself um, less and less all the time, but for the last little while, a recovering scrum master is how I would, how I would say it. Um, because there are certain things about that world, the agile world, that don't, there's not always a soft landing spot from them or a nice transition path if that makes sense um, and so it's often uh, abrupt changes and uh, I was just fascinated by these people who who went back to it after the organization or themselves had moved on just for the sake of it itself now I, I get it right um, because I really, for the as many years as I've been exposed to agile practices and methodologies and that whole world, there's a lot of different things I really liked about it. And there are a lot of things that are really appealing and a lot of improvements uh, that can be found there. But ultimately, if an organization is not willing to evaluate its business practices and other processes that are non-technical software development related, um, it's always going to be kept in this limited sphere, and then it's just a matter of time before that sphere uh, often ends up dwindling out, and, and, th and then what, right? And then you've got to figure something else out, or, like I mentioned earlier on, uh, 
pick one of those different avenues to pursue. Um, and I've, I've seen people do all of the avenues and I, if whatever works for you, that's, that's great. Um, but I think there's this whole after effect that being so all in on agile practices and whatnot, but working at organizations that are not, there's this really interesting space that that puts you in. And so I want to talk about a lot of different topics, um, in that space and maybe some of those things that um, once uh, the agile bubble has burst or the wave has passed I'm not saying that's always a, a given or or 100% inevitable but um, a, a lot of times it is um, now what now what do I do since the business has sort of moved on or stepped away where does that leave me and <laughs> where do I go in my job or or career from here? Now, this isn't something that I lose a lot of sleep over, but it is something I think about and I'm curious about and I observe and, and kind of analyze and, and watch what happens with myself and different people in and uh, different organizations um, as well. So, so why does that happen? I think I've probably talked about that either in previous episodes or sprinkled in throughout uh, many episodes, um, and I just touched on it now, just a moment ago, with why the uh, the agile light goes out at organizations. Um, a lot of times, if the organization, I mean, you you would be. I think surprised and to me it's embarrassing how often it happens that executives happen upon uh, a scrum or an agile book in the airport <laughs> right with with titles like twice the software and half the time or other uh, things like that uh, to someone at an executive level who doesn't have a, a deeper level understanding of things that can seem very appealing, right? And uh, there's a lot of promises and, and a lot of things in there that seem to ensure that that will happen at any organization that undertakes agile methodologies. Um, and, and so, but unfortunately things like that, I found that coming from the very top and somebody reads a book or catches a, a webinar or something, um, <laughs> that's not enough to transform, to fundamentally transform an organization and change the way you manage and operate your business. That's not an overnight change, right? Um, a lot of them hope it is, and that's why they throw a ton of money at it and cross their fingers. And then, geez, um, it doesn't give you the promised results a year or two years later and you've sunk a ton of money in there, well, of course, you know, most businesses at some point, if something's a, a constant loss to them and they don't feel they're realizing the benefits, they they pull the plug on it, right? That's just, that's just what businesses do. I've been on lots of projects and programs and endeavors where that's been the case. Um, and so that, that just happens. 
And so if it's just from top down pushing it, it's not going to have the depth, it's not going to have the substance, it's not going to have the application at all the different levels of the organization, nor is the understanding going to be there of here's how you transform your business and business as a whole. Um, it, it just doesn't happen. No initiative really ever that takes that approach uh, really truly transforms an entire, that's a major shift that is not going to be um, done with a bunch of anecdotal sessions and, and, and whatnot. And then the other trap is that if you have a, I can speak to technical software development organization um, that often have, you know, your development people, your engineers, your, your QA, and whether you've got DevOps or all the other different arms that could be there. And then you have all these businessy air quotes around it, businessy people and organizations and departments and whatnot. Often they don't see the relevance to them. And so it's just sort of assumed, well, that's just the development teams that are doing that. That doesn't impact us at all. Um, Often, I've even heard they they have their level of understanding is well we're doing it because they don't build the software fast enough for us we're not keeping up with the market right or we're not meeting demand or or whatever these reasons are that that software development is too slow. That's a really superficial high level view of things and most of the time in my experience is not accurate to what's actually going on. There's a reason it's slow. Um, and unless you're someone who can dive into what the reasons are that development in your organization is perceivably slow, oftentimes it's not. If your expectations are ridiculous, well, it's uh, everything's going to seem slow to you, right? Um, but oftentimes the issue is a lot of organizational or, or business practices or management practices that are making the dev team slower and not the methodology that they choose to carry out their work from day to day. That's usually just a symptom of, of the deeper problem. Well, if you're in marketing or if you're in finance or um, this one's a funny one to me, but it happens. If you're in product, there's some places where that's disconnected enough from the development teams. It, it, it's weird, but it happens. Um, all these businessy roles and really don't understand the software development ecosystem and process and, and whatnot at a, at a deep enough level, then you tend to think it's just a software development thing and doesn't impact you, which is false. If you really want to transform or improve an organization or business practices or your company, it can't just be uh, a software development team thing. That's just, it's, that can only get you so far. And you're going to get a bunch of low-hanging fruit initially, and then it's going to sort of flatline and plateau, and and then everyone's going to, the businessy people are going to be wondering what happened, why isn't why aren't we getting twice the software in half the time all of a sudden? Sorry, I had to take a water break. Um. So, yeah, so that's why. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. I guess. I just taking water is a huge distraction to me mentally. Apparently, that's that's sad. Um, <laughs> so yeah, those so those are some of the two biggest reasons that I thought of originally where where the uh, 
the agile bubble bursts or the wave passes. Um, and I, I hope uh, agile people aren't offended. I think most of them are going to recognize what I'm saying and they've seen it happen in organizations over and over. Um, to me, that's not a knock on agile. To me, that's more of trying to do things in a modern way in, in the information age. And quite frankly, the business world still lags behind in a lot of ways, especially in very established traditional businesses. They have a really hard time seeing outside their own business model and practices, right? Because it's so established and what's considered industry practice or whatever, all that other stuff. Don't understand that, well, in the information and technical age, things have changed and not you can't just hold on to those traditional things anymore because in a lot of cases they're irrelevant or they don't work or they don't apply anymore and and businesses have to change and evolve and um, most of them don't know how to do that um, I guess I should say well I, it could happen to any size business really quite frankly but it's I think a, a bigger problem with, well, any company that struggles with adapting um, at some point has, has, has an end date, right? At, at some point, what you're doing is not going to be adequate or not going to be enough. And if, if you can't figure out how to transform or adjust or change, then, then you're kind of done at that point. Um, as, as with any internal initiatives, right? Maybe not your business as a whole, but any, anything internally that you're trying to, to change. If you can't, if you can't do things differently, um, or look at things differently and investigate and learn, then, then you sort of get left behind. That's just, that's just what's going to happen. Um, Anyways, so I think those are my initial thoughts and kind of set the stage. Um, I'm hoping, I think there's some more topics in there to sort of deeper dive in on some things that um, as Agile fades out of the picture, there's still some habits and practices um, that you may have to at least recognize and maybe overcome to help you move forward. Um, some stuff you can, you can maybe keep, right? So I kind of wanted to explore that a little more and hopefully that sets up, um, at least a, a handful more episodes going forward. Um, but I'm glad to be back. Hopefully I can uh, keep making time to do this every day and, uh, and hopefully it continues to be worthwhile. Thanks for listening and have a great day until next time.